Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. This one will be Revelation chapter 6. I want you to keep in mind that the history of the world that John is seeing is the same as what God sees. So in, the, in this chapter, where he sees uh, each of the individual thousand-year time periods, uh, he's only going to see a representation of the entire thousand years. So it's not a lot of detail about the thousand years, but it's uh, what, what encapsulates or what God has, is seeing that's the most significant thing during that thousand year period. So that's what's happening here. <clears throat> so we'll get into this one. This is a little bit, uh, got some weird things in here that might be interesting. Verse one, and I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals or the first seal, one of the four beasts, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder saying, come and see. And I saw and beheld a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Okay, so it sounds like lots of battles or wars are going on here, that he has a white horse. It's a person riding on a white horse. Elder McConkie identifies the rider on the white horse as Enoch, who was a general over the armies of the saints. Enoch's city was translated about 3017 BC. Moses chapter 7, verse 13 to 16 supports this idea, explaining that Enoch led the people of God and their enemies came to battle against them and all nations feared greatly. So powerful was the word of Enoch. So that first part there in, chapter, in verse 2, we think, is probably representing um, Enoch and, and his uh, battles against the wicked, and that occurred in the first thousand years. Verse 3 and 4 represents the second thousand years. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. All right, so what happened in the second thousand years? We might consider that to be the great flood. There was lots of bloodshed that was going on. The writer was given power to take human lives. The main events of this thousand years is the great flood of Noah. And so we think that Noah may be the one that's riding the red horse here. Um, the next one, the next thousand year period is covering by, covered by verses five and six. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld and lo, a black horse and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. Hurt not thou the oil and the wine. Okay, what's going on here? First of all, the pair of balances. Who might that be? Um, let's look at this here. First of all, let me talk about the measure of wheat and, and, and uh, barley here. So a measure of wheat is about a quart, the daily food ration for an adult, uh, and a penny is one day's pay. Um, the third measures of barley, the, the food of the destitute. Um, and so what's going on here is that there's a famine. There's a limit to the destruction about to happen by the writer. Since the, he, he mentions hurt not the wine or the oil, uh, since the roots of the olive and oil go deeper than the roots of barley and wheat, they would not be affected by a limited drought that would all but destroy the grain. 
This was during the famine during Abraham's time when many died of starvation. And when Jacob and his family went into Egypt for relief, also the judgment of Moses. When we talk about the pair of balances that, that uh, Moses became the lawgiver, uh, the judge. And so he's, we're talking about here uh, from Abraham's time, probably down to Moses's time, and that there's a great famine. That was the main characteristic of that thousand year period. Uh, the next thousand years covered uh, the four thousand years, uh, verses seven and eight. Verse 7, And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked and beheld a pale, which means green horse, and his name that sat on him was Death and Hell. Um, and uh, the Death and Hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger, and with death and with the beasts. And beasts just means a degenerate people of the earth. This was the thousand year period to the birth of Christ. There were many wars during this time period. This is the millennium of those great kingdoms and nations who wars, whose wars and treacheries tormented and overran Israel again and again. So this is the thousand years leading up to uh, the time of Jesus. Okay, verses 9 through 11 is the fifth a thousand years and when he had opened the fifth seal I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God in other words these are martyrs that have died for for the Savior and for the testimony which they held and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O Lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth and white robes were given unto every one of them so these are saved in the celestial kingdom and it was said unto them <clears throat> that they should rest <clears throat> excuse me yet for a little season until their fellow servants in other words more martyrs would come also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled in other words the martyrs are instructed to wait until after the martyrdom of other saints so these we think are the saints that were killed um, shortly after Jesus's um, crucifixion the the Christians that were martyred and they're waiting for other fellow servants who is that the prophet Joseph Smith his brother Hiram and the two prophets of Revelation 11 may be included in this group of individuals who would be killed as they were the martyrs were to rest until the allotted number of those who were to join them in martyrdom was complete and that's from uh, understanding the book of Revelation uh, by Perry this was the era of Christ and the Meridian Day Saints they died for their testimonies of Christ Verse 12 then is the next thousand years, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth book, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. This section sets forth seven signs of the times that will occur after the opening of the sixth seal, but before the second coming of the Lord. The seven signs are the earthquake, the darkened sun, the blood red moon, falling stars, heavens opening as a scroll, the movement of mountains and islands, fear coming upon humanity. These signs are to warn the inhabitants of the earth that the end is near. They are designed as a testimony and a warning voice that the Lord is God. It may cause the sun to become black and there may be so much debris thrown into the air from the earthquake that the moon may look like blood. And that was again from understanding the book of Revelation. We must remember that the events of that day shall be so unprecedented and so beyond human experience that the prophets are and have been at an almost total loss for words to describe those realities pressed in upon them by the spirit of revelation. So what they're seeing here is kind of difficult to explain, isn't it? And the stars of heaven fell from the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs. Now figs that ripen late hanging on the tree even in the winter. 
when she is shaken of a mighty wind. Such an earthquake has never before been known, and it shall appear to man on earth as though the stars in the sidereal heavens are falling. And in addition, as here recorded, some heavenly meteors or other objects appearing as stars will fall into the earth. That was doctrinal New Testament commentary. Verse 14, And the heavens opened as a scroll is opened when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved, was moved out of their places, or out of its places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and the and every bondsman and every every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the cave, of the mountains. Notice in verse 15 that John is listing types of men, and there are seven that are listed again to show that this affects everybody. Verse 16, And said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Uh, chapter 7 is going to answer this question, which we'll get to next time. But I want to just talk a little bit about um, this earthquake that's going to happen. This will be so um, unusual, so unprecedented, that it's never happened like this before. Remember that when the Savior appears to the Jews on the Mount of Olives, that he, he uh, when he stands upon the Mount of Olives at the Battle of Armageddon, that the Mount is divided in half, going to the north and south, and which creates a valley for the people in Jerusalem to flee to, and that they will look upon him as uh, and, and ask them, you know, what are the marks in your hands and feet? And then they will recognize him as the Messiah. And I'm wondering if at that time when this earthquake occur, occurs in, uh, in the Mount of Olives, if that will be the beginning of an earthquake that will completely uh, engulf the entire earth where the continents that we now have, where we have the islands and the continents that are separated, that they all come back together as the continent was all one landmass before prior to the um, or at the at the creation of the world prior to the separation of the continents during the time of Peleg in the in Genesis. I'm wondering if that's the case because that would be a pretty major earthquake and that would be just prior to his um, main arrival uh, as part of the second coming when he comes to the whole earth at, at, and that everybody sees it. I'm just wondering if the timing of that is is that I don't know, but it's it might be. I bear testimony of the of the scriptures and the truthfulness of them. And I'm, I know that uh, as we uh, dig in and study the book of, uh, of Revelation, that we can get a better understanding of it. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.